Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dental Diaries podcast. I have the honor this morning of speaking with Carrie Carter Shirellis, an RDH, DA, and a consultant, coach, speaker, and author. She helps professionals and organizations create positive work cultures and deal with career burnout. I am so excited you're here. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me. So we were just, Carrie and I were just having an amazing conversation behind, <laughs> behind the, the mic and the screen here. And of course I was like, I need to press play because we're like, we're saying all these amazing things. So I am so excited to just kind of get into your story. So do you want to share with us um, a little bit about kind of where you started and how you got into what you're doing today with uh, KMC Strategic Solutions? Sure, sure. So I started in the dental field as a dental assistant. Um, my mother really is the one who encouraged me to go to dental hygiene school. Initially, I was gonna go become an environmental engineer. My father's an engineer and I was interested in doing that. However, I don't know, my mom's like, you don't like math. So <laughs> that wouldn't work. I mean, it could, it could have, but it was gonna be a little bit harder. But I've always loved speaking to people and I've always loved teeth. I used to walk around my house brushing my teeth, like not gross, but you know, you, and I would used to like, I would be like, how do I brush my teeth? What would happen if I brush with Listerine or baking soda or salt water or hydrogen peroxide? You know, I experimented on myself, thankfully with safe things and everything. So she's like, you always love teeth. So when I went to my hygienist, I discussed with her about that. And she recommended that I go to assisting school first to see if I liked it, especially since I was graduating from high school and didn't have my prerequisites and everything. So I did that. And I knew that I still wanted to be a hygienist. So I would go to night classes or take online classes. And eventually I became one in 2005. So I worked as an assistant for five years and now I've been in the dental field for a total of 21 years. And I really love it. Girl, you um, look like a baby. Y'all can't see her on the, on the <laughs> screen here, but you are so young looking. I would have never thought. But I suppose if you look back to high school and you do that math, then it's so I'm 40, I'll be 41. You are? Seriously? <laughs> I'll be 41. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. You're yeah. my first baby. I love it. I yeah, you know, COVID surprise. Hey. Oh my <laughs> goodness, really? Mm -hmm. What a blessing. Yeah, my husband and I have actually been married for 22 years. Um, so yes, COVID surprise and everything. So we were not expecting this, huh? Yeah, so it wasn't, yeah, part of your plan per se, obviously. No, not at this point. I mean, um, in my 30s, I wanted to have children and this complications happen, I guess, or whatever. And so we just decided uh, we would travel. So starting in 2015 for our 15th anniversary, we first went to Italy. And then every year we went to another country. Like if you see one of my, my Carrie Shirella's, I have so many Instagrams, but if you see that one, like you can see all the pictures of us traveling all over the world. And then with COVID happening, we, we weren't going to travel last year anyways, because um, we, we, were home too long. we were planning on renovating. <laughs> and, and then I don't know. The planet aligned uh -huh. or something, and we end up having a uh, getting pregnant and everything. Wow. I didn't even know for like two months because I was so busy with my business and everything. So. Right, you wouldn't have thought it if you were planning on it. That is amazing. I had yeah. Blake at forty. My last one, I had it at forty. 
Um, it's so, yeah, what a wild ride. Oh my gosh. So everyone, she's due in like a couple days and we were just talking about how she could probably go into labor on our call here too. And she's got an, an appointment soon. So, okay. So we'll keep going. So that's amazing story just to, to interject, but you, yeah. So you did the hygiene thing. I did a hygiene thing. I was thinking, oh, I was thankful I didn't go into labor about what a week or two, two weeks ago when I was on um, stage at Miami Fest with Dennis, she's got talent. And I did like a speech. So I was like, if I go into labor, I'm going to win. It's going to go viral. It's going to be in the news. But thankfully it didn't happen. Do you know what? I was talking to my daughter about this. My, you know, kids say the darndest things. And Paige had a question the other day. And of course they see everything on YouTube. But it was something about, you know, your water, the water breaking. And I remember my biggest fear with all of my children actually was being like in the grocery store in public, walking around and then having your bag break. Because like, you know, you're going into labor because that water does not stop. Like you would think your back breaks and then you're like, okay, I've got a minute. No. I mean, I remember with one going to the hospital and having a towel upon a towel, upon a towel, upon a towel. Um, it is crazy. But I was telling Paige that that is for some reason, nature, the universe, God, like doesn't do that. Like if typically women will be at home, it will happen in the night or it will happen in the morning. But then I said, Paige, look around. Do we see people? She's like, well, I don't see that many pregnant people. And I'm like, no, but there are pregnant people walking around all the time. Bags of water are not breaking. So I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But it is a concern because I think it's from that Coneheads movie where like the woman, like the, the alien, like it just goes like an ocean. So it's like that fear, but that didn't happen. No. But going back, um, so how I got into my platform was because of working in dentistry for so long, unfortunately, I did suffer burnout um, due to some of the offices that I worked at. I was bullied um, at some of the offices or I faced gaslighting. Um, Wait, what? Yes, yes. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty nice person. But <laughs> yes, no, yes, you are. I mean, your energy is, is contagious. I don't even understand. I mean, I've been in a lot in my career too, assistant hygiene everything. I've been in so many practices too. So I've seen, we've all, we are all, we've all seen it, but, but not to that extent. I, it was, well, the last office, I would say the last office that I worked, not, not the one I was just working at recently before I quit because I was pregnant and scared of COVID and everything like that. Like I, I was there yesterday actually visiting them, doing some business with them, but the office that I worked prior to that office was a corporation. And so I had worked for that corporation for a number of years. Initially, it was really well. Um, everything was great. And then kind of ownership changed or the owners came down. And over time, I just felt like I didn't have a voice. So I was lead dental hygienist and I was in charge of a lot of different things. But over time, I felt like my voice was being diminished and they were trying to act like I was a stereotype black, mad black woman. And I don't you know, they said that, oh, you yelled in a meeting and I hadn't yelled, <laughs> you know, I'm talking just like I'm talking now. I just said I would cont contact corporate for clarification or it was just a lot of rumors that were being started. And so I'm not one who is emotional and cries like I'm pregnant now. So, yeah, it can happen. <laughs> but <laughs> but it just was it was killing my spirit and like it was making me unsure of my abilities and it just it caused a lot. And then at the end, when I did give my notice, they started accusing me of some things that I, I would never do. And I was really worried about my um, reputation being messed up in the community because we know how small the dental community is. Gosh, I'm so, so sorry. Oops. Yeah, it was a lot, but it, 
even though it was sad, it was really the jumping off. Once I kind of healed and went through, I say I went through post-traumatic stress disorder and I had to read different books about boundaries. And I read like um, how to beat a workplace bully. I read all these different things and listened to all this stuff. And like, I really needed a therapist, but I was so busy. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to heal myself, but that helped me write my book and start not start my Facebook group, um, Dental Hygienist Burnout Prevention Recovery Career Options, as well as really start my platform for speaking and trying to help other people because I started connecting on Facebook. Before I would just go on Facebook and look at everyone's pictures or, you know, I didn't know about all these different dental forms, but then when I found these different dental forms, I saw that other hygienists were complaining about the same thing I was going through. It wasn't just me because I had got to the point where even my husband was like, maybe it's you, maybe you act differently at work and everything like that, you know, cause it's like, this keeps happening to you in a way, every job, this is starting, this is happening to you. So mm-hmm. when I went on these forums, I'm like, oh no, this is happening to a lot of my dental professionals where, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're being treated a certain way or they're doing a whole lot of different responsibilities, but not being paid appropriately and everything and then maybe there's maybe there's someone there who's not doing as much as they are and then they find out they're getting paid a whole lot more (laughs) and everything like that so it was just it really opened my eyes and um I really wanted to write the book my book is not so much about burnout it's different things you can do so you won't burn out like how to interview how to do a working interview, um, boundaries, ergonomics. If you're sick of dental hygiene, or if you want to do something else or expand your platform, which different things you can go into because every day I see different um, hygienists kind of complaining or sick of doing clinical, but they think that this, all they can do is do clinical or if they don't have their bachelor's, they can't even teach or you know some universities want you to have your master's or whatever, just to do, even do part-time. So that's really how I came about. So because of all that trauma I experienced, now I help other people not go through that. And I talk to schools and students and mentor and I coach. I do all these different things so that people don't have to go through what I've gone through. And actually I'm trying to try to help those organizations that I work for improve their work culture. So they haven't bit quite yet, they're watching me, but I'm trying to help them because I do like corporations, um, even though they get a bad rap sometimes, I like that they have protocols and benefits and different things, but I really think that they need to fix their work culture so that um, hygienists and different professionals won't deal with this. No, exactly. I was um, speaking to a coaching client yesterday that um, as a dentist that went through a full-blown bullying, uh, toxic from another dentist. Yeah. And I was horrified. That the, I am horrified that this stuff is going down. Now I know that you know there's negativity and and that kind of stuff, but like I don't know, maybe I've been in a bubble that I didn't realize. And probably as a private practitioner for so long, and we had such a great culture, I feel very grateful right. for that. But it does have to do with the leader <laughs> that shows up to grow their team and lets their team fly and you know be humans, uh, fall and make mistakes, and you know. But I just, yeah, I, I had no idea um, that. It starts from the top. It's the leader. So if the, if the, I mean, a lot of dentists don't want to deal with that and they may push it to the office manager or if they have an employee who's their favorite employee, 
who is the one who's the bully. Like if, if everyone is leaving and they keep telling you it's this person, yes. but you're not listening right. because maybe this person is productive or they're the best assistant or the yes. best office manager, whatever, yes. but they're causing problems, then you are actually allowing it to happen. You, you know, you're complicit in the actions and yes. everything. And then, um, you know, sometimes it just feels like sometimes HR or different higher managers aren't for the, they're for the owner. They're not really there for the person. So I was actually, when that all happened and then the regional manager called me, I was bawling on the phone. Like no one's here for me. No one's here to support me. Like I've told you several times what's going on Mm -hmm. and everything. So it it definitely does happen. And I hear stories daily and everything, but I'm glad that I got out of that situation, but it was very traumatic and it was hurtful for me because I, when I work at an office, I try to give like 150%. So I would treat your practice like it was my practice. I would be passionate. I would treat it like that. I would answer the phones at the front. I wouldn't just sit in my room and be the hygienist. I try to do everything. I would make sure the insurance was correct and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying that like, I'm a horrible person and everything, or, you know, I stole from you or something, you know, that I did these things, then it's going to hurt me because that is not my personality. Of course. Well, I mean, it sounds obviously like life had a different plan for you and was pushing you, pulling, pulling you into this direction so that you could help, you know, create this platform to help and speak to other people. Were you, because of the breakdown, obviously bullying can really affect, like you said, your inner soul, um, you know, just crush you in that regard of energy. Where did you find the fire to write a book? Did you feel like I'm just going to pour in all of like my thoughts into like, how did you start writing a book from a place of like, you know, with your mindset? Where you just- cool. Well, I was getting better. So the office that I, um, the off, I do lunch and learns now. I work for Armor Hammer as well now. And so I was doing a lunch and learn yesterday at the office that I went from that office to this office. My friend is actually the office manager and the work culture there is so good. And they've been so supportive and everything. So I wasn't doing at that office half of what I've done in the past. So it wasn't necessarily as, um, what's the word? It wasn't as not intriguing, but you know, it wasn't that hard for me to work there and everything like that, but it was good because it gave me a break. So during that time, I could mentally kind of just detox and think about things as I cleaned the patient's teeth. It wasn't like I was running around seeing three patients at a time or anything like that. And they were very surprised. Yeah, it's very much. So I was, I was able to just chill out and um, COVID happened. So they shut down dentistry here um, in March in Florida. And so at some point it's like, you know, what am I going to do sitting around the house? And I started listening to who became my mentor, Jasmine Haley. I listened to a lot of her different things and I hooked up with her and I just started thinking about writing this book because I've always loved writing. I won awards when I was in high school. I've won poetry awards and writing awards and I taught English my last semester of high school. I was an intern and I taught English for the the class and everything for like the junior class. So I always have loved writing. And so I just started writing about these experiences, like, like writing about different tips to help people and is doing, you know, doing it from how I, I talk and everything like that. So I've always liked it. I'm probably going to write another book soon, but I want to write a book about like, kind of like a fiction, nonfiction book about um, how, pa- you know, stuff that we deal with with crazy patients, not crazy, it's not like crazy but you know, experiences. We all, we all get it. This, we're all yeah. just, we're just <laughs> 
So like you figured out how to do for yourself published. You just figured out how to do all that on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, right now, it's, right now it's on Amazon um, through and it's available through the Kindle app. Okay. I'm working on getting in about two months, you know, because I am doing so a million plus, like, plus get, I have to like pull back because it's like I'm getting ready to give birth here and be a yeah. mother for the first time. I know nothing. Well, man, your life's going to change. Yeah, so it's like I have I have to like be realistic with some things and go a little bit slower and yeah. stuff. So, but I am trying to um, get it on paperback pretty soon in a couple of months and everything. But right now it's available on um, my ebook. So yeah, it wasn't that it's not that hard to do for that and everything. But yeah, I'm give, give yourself a um, when the baby comes as well because if you're you know what I mean. So it's hard to. When you've had this much life, you've been doing your thing and your lane, like, and all of a sudden this little human, you know what I mean? That needs you all the time. And then you don't have the sleep and you're trying to think, but you're tired and you get frustrated. It's, I mean, we've been there as moms and women that working women and. Yeah. I'm trying to spread out some things. So I'm trying to like push things back to the end of May at least and spread, give myself some leeway. Like most of the stuff I have to do is only about an hour, two hours a day. Um, so I'm trying to do that. The biggest thing is I do have to go to Phoenix for the American Dental Hygiene Association in June uh-huh. for a weekend. So that has been a big like thing back and forth, but I'm going to like fly out, fly back in just to give my course and stuff. But Well, so tell us, so how do you like, so you came out of that, you created your book. Then did you sit down and say, okay, the world like practices need, need a change and like create some kind of, um, like basically your program, like how did you, did you, how'd you create that? And like, so how do you help practices when you go in? Is it some kind of like coaching program that you came up with on your own um, for culture? Mm-hmm. So right now, so right now, like the office that I've helped is helping them with the culture to maintain the culture. So unfortunately, sometimes, you know, especially now with um, the pandemic, Someone may hire someone quickly without doing a working interview. So let's say, say front desk. The front desk, the people have left because, you know, people are getting poached from everywhere or whatever. It doesn't matter how much money you keep throwing at them. You know, people are poaching everywhere. Yep. And so talking to um, see how to deal with different situations. Or so there may be someone who was hired, but they're not a fit for the team. It's not it's business. It's not personal, but they just, maybe the, the culture may be really good in the office. Everyone gets along, but this person is particularly aggressive and they've already started something with the dentist, like the second day of working there, you know? So it's like, that's not really going to work. And the thing is, is sometimes with personalities like mine, which I work on, sometimes you keep trying to give someone a chance and you know, it's not going to work. And it's like, you knew you knew from the beginning you needed to do this, but you didn't want to do it. Yes. So unfortunately you have to do it quicker. So it doesn't affect the rest of the office because this particular office, they allowed some other employees to like, you know, be negative or, you know, they, it, it can affect the whole office. Yeah. Down with them and talking to them. The next thing you know, you've lost half the office and everything because of that. So what I do is I talk to them. I talk to um, see why someone is saying that they're burnout. Um, I allow people to call me and talk to me and we kind of work through different situations. And then I really emphasize leadership. So it's important for the people at the top to be leaders and to treat their employees a certain way. So that's how I do 
the um, organization or the team coaching. And then individually, I coach people or hygienists concerning what's going on with them, with their burnout, help them find jobs that work with them, work for them or different, um, like let's say they have four different options for a particular job. Then I talk to them about which one may sound best for their lifestyle or the best options or which one sounds like it may have some red flags. And I'll be coming out soon with a masterclass on um, Member Vault where someone can actually take it and listen to different videos and have a workbook and get a checklist about basically dealing with burnout and dealing with finding that right office or working on themselves. So I have that program coming out as well. That's awesome. I really feel like, and we touched on this a little bit, that it really comes down to opening the floor for conversation. I feel like there's not enough of that going on when someone is feeling something or you know, the questions out of the gate aren't maybe asked the way they should. They write to your point, need someone right away and like get the wrong person in. That wrong person really needed a job and it's not necessarily the right fit, but right. There, have, there has to be more openness for conversation. Even what people need as far as growth goes or in the practice, or if they're starting to feel burnt out, my God, say it. I would want to know if somebody was overwhelmed with, with something, you know, and and then respectfully on the other side of that, if there's someone on the other side of, you know, I, I, sometimes we can be, you know, oh, we're on this quadrant and you want to tie these other two teeth in. Well, the team knows best if the team's like, doctor, like we don't have enough time for that. And that's yeah. throw everyone into a spiral. We need to respect the team as well. You know, we're family and we're together, um, but, you know, respect each other at the highest level you know, as a family member in there. And to your point, we cross-trained and help one another. If that phone is ringing, you grab the phone. We are in it to win it. I, I talk to, I talk to the hygienist about communication. So a lot of my colleagues, me, myself, you know, we have fears. Some of us irrational fears, but we are afraid. We're afraid of losing our jobs. If we say this, we're going to lose our job. Um, but instead of actually getting and talking to the dentists or the leaders or whatever, we just complain to one another on a forum. Right. So we'll say like, you know, our, we don't have instruments or our instruments are horrible. Did you ask the doctor? Cause the doctor may not know they're in their own world. They right. got their own stuff they're going through. They're running a practice. They got to make payroll. There's a lot of different things going on. Yes. So at least give them a chance and talk to them and tell them why it's important to you or what's going on. Show them and everything like that. Instead of just Perfect. saying, yeah. Instead of just like, I'm going to quit because I don't have instruments. Like they don't even know maybe yeah. or anything like that. So at least try to have um, proper communication and talk to them. And then I've even been talking to one colleague and she brought out how instead of, she learned instead of just always bringing a problem to the doctor, bring the problem, but also bring like maybe three solutions Absolutely. because like, you know, like they're just getting problems all the time. And they're like, what's the solution? Like, you know, it's kind of like, if you bring a problem to your husband all the time, they're just like, you just bring me problems, like bring some solutions. It makes and it the, easier. Right. The doctor's side. And I know this may sound not sound right, but it's like, why am I paying you if I'm doing your job? And what that is, is trying to give that growth mindset. Like, you know what, just do the research, you know, come up with that solution, bring it to me. And it might not be wrong, but it could be amazing, but right. it, it saves us both time. So that we can move forward and, you know, because half the time those little things can be solved without needing someone else and creating the stress, you know, exactly. in that environment. So and always try to get the answers first. And then I talk to them like, you know, they'll be like, like, I, I haven't gotten a raise in 10 years and this new hygienist is coming in 
and because of COVID, they're making, okay, well, why haven't you asked for a raise? So learn how to ask for a raise. How are you benefiting the office? So are you productive? Do you help put um, work on the doctor's schedule? Do you, are you cross-trained? Do you show initiative? Like, what all do you do? So yes. show what you get your numbers, yep. go to the doctor, put, put your big girl panties on yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and see where it is, see what you can do. And yep. then the doctor has pushed back and says, well, I can't give you a raise. What, what can the, they give you? Would you like to be off on Fridays? Can you negotiate that? Or, you know, would you, is there some benefits or whatever it is, try to see if there's something that you can work with. And if for some reason, you know, you're in a toxin environment or they won't get you any instruments and your hands hurt or help you get a chair or, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, they're, you're supposed to work from eight to five and somehow you're leaving at eight or they're not paying you. They're not paying you when you walk in the door, you know, they're like, they, they want you there for the huddle at 7.30 and doing all this stuff, but they don't want to pay you. Okay, no. you need to have a conversation. You need to have a conversation. You need to leave. Yeah. So well, that's what I kind of help them talk about and get to what is right and what is wrong. We tremendously, like we so value all of our team members. And this is why it's team, not staff. Like our team and the thing is, is I love that you touched on it because I think what happens when we, when we are like, when, like you said, big girl pants to me, that says, okay, she or he seems kind of untouchable, but it's not that it's the back to your point, like that we're dealing with, oh my gosh, like this, that all the bills in the overhead and all the things, you know, the compressor breaking down. And like, it's not that we don't see you like we do. You just have to say, Hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? Like let's schedule it in. And then give me your undivided attention so that we can hear you because half the time, right? We're just racing through the day and we're not really cognizant of those things, but you know, we value our team so much and the hygienists, especially um, I was on a mastermind called yesterday with people, entrepreneurs that are not in dentistry. And I asked them that question about dental because I'm always, I'm just trying to figure all of this out, right? Like what, where is the breakdown in our industry and with patients, like not loving us when we go out of our way and we do the things like we have touch points, more touch points with them than mm -hmm. any physician, but they question everything we do, you know, versus physicians. But anyway, they all said, well, I go to my dentist, not for the dentist, but for the hygienist. And when my hygienist moves or leaves, I'm going somewhere else. So there has to be, you know, and of course, and the assistant too, my gosh, we could not do our job without our rock star, rock star assistants, which are many dentists, but it's everybody on the team contributing but that dentist like is no one without, without their team. So, yeah. you know, there, there has to be like, to your point, I love that you're working on this. Like that culture has to be established before anything, because again, that energy is felt by that patient coming in the door or sitting in your chair. If there is not a good synergy between the assistant and, you know, the doctor or the hygienist is feeling like shit. Well then, you know, it's like, that's going to resonate. They're going to be quiet and not their talkative, happy, bright self. That's going to keep that patient coming back. Yeah. So it's, it's very noticeable. It's very noticeable. And like you said, so some offices, unfortunately, don't value their employees and is seen in the way that they treat them or um, how they don't treat them and anything like that. And the hygienists can, unfortunately, some doctors will act like the hygienists are lost leaders. And it's like, not if you're leading them, you know, <laughs> billion, <laughs> not if billion percent. And if so 
if you're having me do a profi all day long and you're not allowing me to do what I need to do as far as, you know, I want to do an oral cancer screening, I would prefer to use um, high-tech oral cancer tools. I would like to have an um, intraoral camera so I can show the patient about that cracked tooth, uh, potential crown or whatever's going on so I can help them out, help you out yeah. and everything like that, educate my patient. So yeah. if you're not providing me different tools or um, I would like to perio chart every patient so every time so that I know what the patient needs that particular day. Right. If you're not doing that and you're just saying every patient's a, a profi and then complaining that like, you know, I'm not productive, like you tied my hands, you right. know? <laughs> you missed so, your planning or this, that, and the other. And yeah, you, I, I'm a billion percent with you on giving hygienists the time, especially in that initial visit as well, to do the full intraoral camera is a must for our patients. It's for patient care. It's not for us. It's like, to take care of them first and foremost, the health, the overall health of their well-being. But then obviously that is going to bring more production to the practice. Mm -hmm. um, but that allows for more conversation, knee to knee, getting to know that person and wanting to keep them coming back to you. Exactly. I mean, create the experience. So culture and experience is everything. I mean, and that's why with me with social media, I'm like, you know, spend the time. I mean, maybe just showing up to that, showcasing your culture to other people you know, so that they will, when they're making that buying decision, come to you. Yeah, no, it's, it's very important. And like, I even, you know, different office, I'll be like, you guys need Instagram. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not the marketing specialist, but that's how I've gotten a lot of different opportunities. I only have like 500 people following me on my Instagram, but I've gotten on one of them, but I've gotten some great opportunities just from oh. the talking on there. So imagine a dentist office and you're showing, showcasing like your staff. And so I mentioned in my book, um, Unicorn Offices. So mm -hmm. there's an office in Boynton Beach. And that's the office that when I first moved here to Florida as a dental assistant, I worked there. They helped get me into hygiene school um, when I was going through rough time. You know, they just helped me. The hygienist won't leave. So I always say I would have to like um, Tanya Harding, their arm. They've been there for 30 years. They don't leave us like, one is getting ready to retire. And I was like, I know I'm pregnant, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and everything. But they literally have on the wall near because they they just moved, they renovated the office is beautiful. And they have on one of the walls all of the employees' family pictures. Yeah. So that's what this that's what the um the patients see and yeah. everything. So I often tell like offices, like, why don't you have like your staff pictures up here? Why don't you have you guys? pictures of you interacting when that's what patients want to see that you guys get along that everyone's happy that you you care about the staff when you see that then you know they care even some offices will have the dental hygienist name on the front door that's yeah. showing that you know you're allowing your hygienist to feel some type of ownership to the practice so these are small things that are actually big things right no you're all you know the ownership in the business i'm a big believer in that and bonus structure and all of that as well i think everybody is in it. I am a big believer in the huddles and having meetings and doing vision boards and, and, you know, personal development as far as growth for the team. CE is very important. You have to get out of the office and do things together and grow your mindsets together and just grow in general and, and create time to have those conversations of the things that you want to bring in so that you can, I guess, be that purple cow. <laughs> I just did a masterclass with Seth God in the past two days and it was just, he's so brilliant. And it comes down to this, you know, that one, so that one office that unfortunately I had that bad experience, like that last six months, it just blew up in my face and everything. So they wanted, they kept saying they wanted to do that axe throwing. 
And I was like, I am not going. Like, I, <laughs> I just like, I just, like, I, yeah. I just do the axe. was going to go backwards. And like, I, you know, like, yep. right. like, y'all trying to kill me. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh my gosh. My son just did that. And I was like, how are these kids? Like a little bit scary throwing axes. I don't, I don't know. It was definitely a boy thing though. Um, yeah. I've never done that, but I know, I know some offices like to do that lock in the room thing where they have to find themselves their they way want out. To do that too. It's like, you have to trust your staff because I was just yeah. like, right. <laughs> I've been, me. I love Sherlock and everything. I'm like, I just don't know if I want to be locked in a room with you people. I feel locked in, you know, eight hours a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, right. When I say do things, I'm like, go to Arizona and schedule a day where you go out beforehand, before you step into CE, where you can have drinks. Yes, the pool. You can yes. kick back and enjoy. That is where the creative thinking comes from. You know, this isn't like, yeah, fly in right into CE where you know your you know your brain is just still exploding with other things like beyond what you've even implemented already. Like yeah. that doesn't work either. No, you know, have fun. Have some fun. Like, and that same office when I first worked with them, we flew into Kansas for the American Dental Association meeting. Um, and we had fun. We stayed in a nice hotel. We had dinner. It was just the first experience like that I had that was just awesome. And I felt so included and everything like that. So yes, definitely. I definitely recommend that. I know that one of my friend's office, she works for the same corporation, but she, every, every office is different. And that's why I don't get down on um, corporations because it's just like, if, you know, every Starbucks is different in a way, even though it's under the umbrella company, Let's you know, someone may not be. Someone may, may not be operating it like like how the original owners intended and everything. So her particular office, they like you know because they're not far from Orlando, they went to Disney World and they had fun and or, yeah Disney World and they had fun and everything like that. So they'll go to different things that are fun and not like you know like I have to do this this work meeting on my Saturday. You know, have fun. That's the thing. I guess I guess like the point of all this is just like you have to have fun. You have to show up. You have to live your life. Like if you're not having fun, freaking go in a different direction. Like, because we got into this career out of passion. And I think somewhere that's been lost, like the, the fire has gone out for most because everyone's affecting everyone. If we can just like unleash the power within, right? Like, I mean, you know, find your way back. And yeah. so like with that being said, because I know with, with time and you have a doctor's visit, I pulled something, um, from an Instagram post you had, because you know, like I'm obsessed with Instagram too. And in your caption, you said, our brain is a super highway, uh, is the super highway of our life. Propel forward or be put on life support. Freaking love that. Yeah. That caption that you have about life and the computer analogy and all of that is so on point. Thank you. I love to write. <laughs> it, it was so good. It's so true. I love it. And that's why, like, you know, I love that there are, you know, so many showing up, you know, to make positive change and to know, you know, to women. I mean, if you have one thing to say to, to this community of, of I think they're mostly women listeners, <laughs> maybe not, but listeners out there, what yeah. would that be? I would say the importance of networking. That, that's what I think. That's what's very important. And then showing up for one another when you network. So I always talk about speaking people's names in rooms that are close to them. So I generally try, like every podcast I go on, generally I try to talk about other people who are inspiring me, like my mentor, 
or like Brandy Rogers who invented the shield or Street Occurs who has her own dental staffing agency or my friend Karen who is a dental hygienist now a chiropractor just open you know so you speak about other people and then they get other opportunities or you inspire other people to see oh there's other things I can do so if you just stay like how you talked about mindset we can stay in that negative space mm-hmm. I could have stayed in that negative space where I just remain a victim about continuing saying you know, look what they did to me. Look what they did to me. Granted, I, I repeated that story a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I had certain people who let me repeat that story a lot until I was healed over it and everything like that. And that like you did this, but in a way I allowed you to do some things because I didn't have boundaries, but now I have risen and everything like that. So I think as women, we have to be supportive of one another, of um, our different aspirations, and we have to continue to network. So I talk about like how I've enjoyed our conversation even before we started recording. I was having fun, and I, <laughs> if I didn't have to go to the doctor's office, we could talk about all totally. We're <laughs> gonna have to talk again because we got stuff to talk about. Yeah. But, but I just say that like you want to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. So if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get out the room and go into another room where you can learn from other people. And so when you do that, then you can propel yourself forward and you can see things that you didn't see before. Like I've always spoke, I've always, um, in high school, I did these things. In high school, I wrote and everything. But at some point, sometimes life takes us and we just stop doing certain things. Mm-hmm. But if we can get that momentum, and sometimes, unfortunately, that momentum was a horrible thing like a pandemic, and then you're like, well, I have nothing to do and I can't keep watching television. And, you know, how many times can I clean out my cabinet and eat something? <laughs> and I think so. That's what I would have to say. You said one thing, but I go into a tangent. I'm sorry. I love it. No, I love it. I am with you 100%. Proximity is power. And um, I, am, I am grateful, you know, for as horrible to your point as the pandemic was, it's allowed many of us to pivot um, and to really, for dentists, uh, dental practices, people usually were in the mouth instead of working in the business, we were able to kind of work on the business or like be on social media. And the, the amount of connections that we have made has been phenomenal. I know I have met some, you know, I have the honor and I'm so grateful to have met so many incredible, incredible women. And it just keeps happening. And yeah. I love this. And this is how we're going to make change. And that's, I agree. I definitely agree. So like, even when I went to Miami for the dentistry um, smiles at sea, and everything I met, you know, you have all these people on social media and you're like friends and everything and you meet them. And (laughs) so I met like Elaine RDH who does lasers and um, Amber who works with the underserved population. So you meet all these different people you've been following on Instagram and social media stalking and watching their Insta stories and you get to connect and you've inspired them and they've inspired you. And so that was one of the problems that contributed to my burnout is that I wasn't connecting. I wasn't a part of the American Dental Hygiene Association. I wasn't, you know, in Florida, we can take CE courses all day long on like um, websites for free. You know, like you can go on like a a certain toothpaste website or something like that and it's free. And it's great because it's free and everything. And maybe that's what you need at the time and you can't like go somewhere, go to Chicago or you can't afford to go whatever. But the bad thing about that is you're not networking with people. You're not sharing ideas. And maybe you're just doing the same courses every two years instead of actually like learn about the new stuff that's out there. But when you start connecting your mind, you start firing those brain cells. And so 
you know, we had a million CEs free online and I started watching all these amazing speakers and learning all this amazing stuff. And I'm like, Hey, I can, I can do some stuff here. Yeah. And that's what happened. I just, I just did it. I believed in myself. Different tabs start to open and that's exactly what happens. You're like, they did it. I can do it too. What is my inner, my inner why, right? And that might be cleaning, you know, teeth and you can do that, but you can start that other dream if you, if you have one as well. And I've seen so many hygienists, um, you know, and dentists for that matter, and people everywhere are, are starting there, you know, AKA side hustles, if you will, but those may become, you know, a future thing. And for me, I say lean in now and there's no time like the present because look, we just had a pandemic, like our practices were closed. You know, you have to show up. <laughs> Let's leave on that. Show up for your life and your people because you only get today. And right. you don't know. You know? it, it's, it's so important. And that's, that's what I'll take from it as well, because, you know, life is precious. Unfortunately, I've lost people with this whole situation and everything like that. So you need to do what you need to do to make yourself happy, as long as it's, it's good and do what you need to do to make yourself happy and like fulfilled and everything. And everyone can have that. So I still love clinical. In fact, people still call me today. They're still trying to hire like a pregnant lady getting ready to drop. So a friend was like, hey, can you work for me Saturday? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just show up for one another. So I like how you ended it. <laughs> I love that too. I always say too, I'm like, I still love teeth. I still love clinical as well. I think we both have a bigger message to share. And that's why we are, we are here. So where can people find you? Um, I'm on social media. I'm, I'm kind of addicted. Not addicted, but I like it. So <laughs> on Facebook. Book. I'm Carrie Carter Strellis. On Instagram, I have kmc.smiles or Carrie Shirellis. And then um, my like little handle, because I still have to work on my website. I've been so busy with that one. Uh, you know, I did write a book and everything else. So <laughs> the, the book is on Amazon through the free Kindle app. It's the ultimate guide for dental hygienists. Um, it's an ebook. And then let's see. My like little link is like bit.ly burnout hygienist. Awesome. And people, people, probably, people can probably find that on your Instagram, right? In your, in your, bio. yeah, yeah. It's still in the bio the landing page and everything. Everything's there. Go to Insta, follow her, learn all about what she's doing, changing lives and getting people out of burnout. I love it. It's been such a pleasure having you today. Wishing you the best with your new baby and all of the things. Yeah. Thank you everybody today for tuning in. Until next time.